Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. It's Jamie and Josh with another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. And we are here on a Monday morning after Super Bowl Sunday. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll see we both have our Chiefs shirts on. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs! What a victory. Victory Monday. Always feels good. You look like just the superest super fan that ever supered the Super Bowl. I'm hey, I'm feeling I'm (laughs) feeling pretty super about it. So that makes sense. Hopefully hopefully you see a little a little extra glow. Oh, I definitely today. see a winning Super Bowl glow coming oh, off good. of you today. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's, Might that's be what sweat from the beer you drank yesterday. I don't know, but we're <laughs> going to call it a Super Bowl glow. That's right. That's right. Actually, I think we already discussed this this morning in our Super Bowl parties. We're pretty calm. We uh, they, maybe they, ate too much, but, got, you know. I did. I did. Older, I kept so it, we got to calm did. down. Uh, yeah, I actually did remember the game, so. Great. This was actually one of the only Super Bowls that I sat and intently watched the whole game. I did at one point yell, come on. And Emma looked over and said, well, that was a replay. And I was like, "Okay, well, (laughs) I'm glad they didn't make that same mistake twice. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can barely follow what's happening because I don't really know rules and everybody in my family knows like what the you know what the mishap was or what the call's gonna be before they even say it and i'm still like cheering for them not to mess up on the replay but whatever it's a good game it was fun feels good to be winners today doesn't it oh totally it would feel a lot worse i'll tell you if we would have lost so (laughs) i feel bad for philly fans so i know i my husband has been listening to the kelsey brothers podcast and I got a shirt that I wore yesterday that said, I'm here for the snacks and Travis Kelsey's butt. And my sister said, you can't wear that. You didn't even know who Travis Kelsey was two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, but now I'm a big fan. I love the story about the brothers. So anyway, it's a fun game. I don't know when this is going to air. So it'll be old news probably by the time people hear this. But just know, folks, today we are basking in the glow of the Chiefs win. And we are going to talk about college planning today. This also came about uh, because before Super Bowl Sunday on Saturday, I, my husband and I went to my daughter's senior night. So she plays college basketball at a little college here and they had a senior night and the parents, you know, walk out on the floor and we did a team dinner and things like that. And I had several people that commented on Facebook and said, I can't believe she's a senior already. That doesn't seem possible. And you know, that's the general thing we all say when we get older, because it seems like time just flies by. Um, But in this case, it was kind of true. She should be a sophomore. She just happened to go in with enough credits from high school. We had an incredible high school counselor that helped. She went in with enough credits from high school that she was able to take just one round of summer classes and graduate in two years. So the timing is great. We're going to talk about some college planning tips and some of the you know, main things that as advisors, we want to be helping 
clients with? Because this is a big one, right? This is a big obstacle for a lot of people when they're trying to get their financial house in order. I would totally agree. And it's one that not a lot of people know much about. I know when I was uh, getting ready for college, and no clue about some of the resources that are out there. And I think as a financial advisor as well, um, it's important to at least have some familiarity with it because you'd be doing your clients a disservice if they're going through this particular situation. So it's a yeah, good one. Absolutely. I The stat that I saw most recently, and this is from a college funding source, I, I can't recall what it was off the top of my head, but it was a legitimate college uh, stats that they put out there, I think through horse's mouth. And it said the average in-state college tuition this year is about 23,000. And for a baby born today, that cost is estimated to triple. So it's almost at like unfathomable numbers. You know, we're just kind of think, gosh, that's so much. Like, I don't even know where to start. And so a lot of families just don't do anything. They think, well, we'll cross that bridge. We get there. We'll have to look at scholarships or we'll go to a JUCO. JUCOs are expensive now. Like it really, it can really derail a couple's retirement plan or their personal finances because they haven't planned ahead. They don't know what their options are. And then they get to, you know, kind of this last minute planning and it's like, well, what are we going to do? I guess we'll take a, you know, a second mortgage out or we'll have to dip into retirement funds. And that just totally starts to derail plans, which as financial advisors, we obviously don't want to see happen. So point of today is to really help you feel prepared and at least know where to go for resources so you can be a source of advice for this with clients. So should we talk about the four main sources available? I think we should. I don't know. I I mean, what you said was we didn't really have any direction. You and I are close in age. I'm older, but I don't remember having near the education on this or my parents getting near the education on this, you know, 25 years ago plus that kids get today, but it's so confusing still. It's so overwhelming, but here are the four main sources of money that's available for kids. The first is federal government assistance. This would be things like Pell Grants and most of the people that qualify for a Pell Grant, my understanding is they have under 60000 in income and the max assistance is under 7000 So, you know, we just talked about the average in-state tuition per year being 23000 That's only going to take a little, you know, little bite out of that overall bill. So the second is state government assistance. And you'll see this ticker that's running across the bottom. This is a website that I found that has a list of aid programs in all 50 states. So each state is different. Some states restrict their aid to those that are in financial need and others are just merit-based, but you really need to go specifically to your state. This is a great place to start and see what state government assistance is available because a lot of these, you know, you start to take little bites out through all of these resources. It's not just, well, I'm going to get this one thing and then that'll be how I pay for college. So state government assistance, um, college grants and scholarships is the third and then financial aid for the fourth. So let's talk a little bit about the college grants and scholarships. This is where the largest source of money can come from, especially for affluent families. And Primarily for financial advisors, we're probably working with, you know, middle class, upper middle class, more affluent. That's typically who would have an advisor, right? So this probably applies most to our clients. 
the money that you get from this source can be sizable. It's actually the stats show up to a 60% discount off that sticker price, which I, d- I didn't even know, you know, a couple of years ago when Emma was going into college, this wasn't something that I had really, you know, dove into as a financial advisor. So I was looking at it purely through a parent lens and I had no idea that that kind of discount was out there. That would even be an option. Yeah, I I had no clue either. I mean, uh, 60% discount. So it, basically you're applying for different scholarships, correct? So yeah, so. What I didn't know is colleges have all these freshman spots to fill and they're competing. And most apparently are not even coming close to filling the spots that they need for their, I hate to call it quota, whatever it is. And so they're really competing. And so a lot of the places that you'll go to for um, information on this or uh, education on this, they'll call it like a, a buyer's market really for the families that are going because you're going to have college that colleges that are willing to discount prices so much if you know where you to go and there's scholarships really that are in several categories what do you think of when you hear scholarship what's the first thing that comes to mind athletic me too but i think that's probably because you played sports my kids play sports and you start thinking like well i mean they're not D1 athletes. And so we've spent all this time on athletics, but are we really going to get an athletic scholarship? But you've got to remember all the smaller schools like D1. What we typically think about is like it's a full rider. It's nothing right. You, That's going to be few and far between between uh, really our, our clients and our families that are going to have raising D1 athletes. But you have all these small schools that are willing to give money. They have a pot of money, essentially, that they can kind of slice and dice. And you can negotiate this, which something I kind of learned as Emma was looking at schools, you know, she'd get an offer from one, she'd get an offer from another. And as I started diving into this, then as a financial planner, we start realizing like, you can kind of negotiate that and say, well, this is what I'm getting here. And I really like your school. But it's going to be this much more out of pocket and they will up the ante. So colleges are definitely complete competing. So athletic is one. Academic is another. There was a really interesting article that I read on Horse's Mouth, which we're going to give you an opportunity to get those some be- a little bit later here as we talk about marketing. But this one that I read said they asked, uh, they were sitting in a meeting and the parent and I think it was the financial aid counselor, like at the college and they were sitting there and they were kind of doing an interview and somebody asked the daughter what her GPA was. And she was like, I, you know, 3.9 and the uh, financial and the financial, what would it be? Counselor, whoever it is at the college, I don't know what their title is, leaned over and said, oh, that'll be good for like $23,000. And you think, whoa, you know, you would think you would have to have a 4.0 and excellent SAT scores and high honors and all these things. And they said, it's not nearly as competitive as you might think it is. For a lot of these in-state colleges, you just have to know where to negotiate, where to ask, where to apply. But there's all kinds of athletic and academic scholarships out there. Wow. Yeah. See, had no, no idea about that. And man, that that's like some life-changing stuff, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can save somebody that much money on college tuition, I mean, uh, obviously forgiving college loans and things like that are all over the news. You just wonder how many of those people that are screaming, cancel my you know, my college loan, they didn't know about these different right. programs. So it's, uh, it's definitely some education that I think 
everybody should share with clients. And it really doesn't matter what age your your clients are. You know, you have grandparents that want to help with this. You have parents that are like scrambling late stage to do this. And then you have parents that have young kids or young Mm -hmm. people that have, you know, are just thinking about starting a family. The younger you are, the more options you have, like anything. So how old's Logan? She's first grade? She's seven, just turned seven, first grade. Okay, okay. So I don't know, you and Jenna probably aren't like top of mind, isn't like, well, gosh, what do we need to do right now to pay for college? But you're gonna start thinking more and more about it. Think if you, had an advisor that would come in and really help you say, this is going to be an important piece of your puzzle. We won't, don't want to derail your financial life. We want to make sure you're able to do for her what she wants to do in addition to what you guys have planned. That's where we really start to make these solid connections, right? So families need to know how all of this impacts their financial life. There's also private scholarships. There's all kinds of local charities and churches and and just people in local communities that have said, well, I want to donate to anybody going into nursing or business or whatever the case may be. So the tips for your clients on private scholarships would be to really focus on local scholarships. That's where the majority of the money is. It's harder to research those because there's not like one site to go to to say, well, here's all your local scholarships, but you can Google, you can ask churches, you can ask around. School counselors are a big one. They're a little harder to find, but if you can just give your clients some information on where to start and they know that they're out there, those start adding up very quickly too and can make a big impact. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. And that's something even the person that's getting ready to go to college can, if you give them the right resources, they can do the legwork. So, right. you know, just obviously uh, get those to the parents and then let the, let the, the student do the work. So it's perfect. So last category is financial aid. And I think this is where a majority of the marketing, you know, in years past has been geared for college planning. We talked about how to fill out the FAFSA and how to reposition assets. So you you qualify. And a lot of families, I think, worry, well, how are my assets really going to impact my eligibility? So here's four big categories of where you can place your money that doesn't count mm-hmm. against your eligibility as far as finances are concerned. One is your primary home equity. Two is any retirement account. So 401ks, IRAs, SEP, solo 401ks, KEO plans, any of those doesn't count. The third is annuities, a big one. And the fourth is life insurance cash value. So any money that you have in those accounts isn't counted against you when they look at the family's financial picture and say, how do we qualify for financial aid? One thing you can do as a financial advisor, especially if you have a lot of early on planning, is look at what are we going to have in brokerage accounts, non-qualified accounts? What if we sell a home and we have this big windfall right when we go to pay for college? What if we have grandparents that want to gift money and they do it right in the year in which the student has to declare what kind of assets they have? Really timing all of those things and helping people organize how their accounts are classified can make a huge impact on financial aid. And that's where as advisors, we can come in and really talk about pre-planning so we know how to take advantage of all those things plus federal education tax credits which 
too often we've talked about this, but your financial advisor says, I don't deal with that. Ask your CPA and your CPA says, I don't deal with any of that. Ask your advisor. If you can just know a few things about taxation and how they apply to the overall plan and make sure you have a really solid source for your clients that can help carry that out, they are going to be so much more tied into you than if you just say, yeah, go ask somebody else about that. That's not really my area of expertise. Perfect example in everything we're talking about here today. 100% agree. This is a great way to, uh, it's a great door opener, right? Mm -hmm. So great way to open the door, not only open the door with a new client, but also to get additional introductions. That's what this is ultimately all about, uh, in my opinion. And then of course, you, you do get the help people as well. I don't want to sound like it's just about getting an introduction. I mean, obviously the main thing is to help them, right. but part of the the benefit of that is you're just going to get more and more referrals and more and more clients out of it. So it's just one more, I guess, marketing arm, yeah. if you will, to add to what you're doing. I think there's two parts to this, right? There's the defensive part where we don't want our clients having to go elsewhere to find these things and we don't want their plans to be derailed. And so we have to be proactive in talking to our clients about how to plan for this huge expense if they're going to have it. We also then have the opportunity to help new people. And like you said, get new introductions. I started to say the marketing that we're most familiar with was surrounding the financial aid and how to fill out the FAFSAs. And that's, you know, for those of you listening to the call, if you ever hear about college planning as it relates to marketing for financial advisors, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. One of the things that I would encourage you to do is not, not think of it as such a formal plan where you have to go use a third party company or source or vendor to go create these planning materials and this educational workshop and you've got to route business through their organization. This just means educate yourself enough to give your clients some direction, help them know what they're looking for, help them make sure they've got a plan for how to pay for this. They know their sources. They know how to go to apply for these things. They know how to fill out their financial aid. You don't necessarily need a third party source for that. And there's tons of opportunities to get in front of groups to talk about this. In fact, the article that I mentioned earlier that was in Horse's Mouth, it's all from an advisor's perspective, sharing how she used this. She started with third party vendors, but saw very quickly how all she had to do was be a resource. She had to be comfortable enough. And then all these marketing opportunities came up through people she's talking to at the hair salon or her book club or her church groups. Parents want a source for this. And they're so grateful when somebody comes in and says, you know what, I think I can help with this. So they will market on your behalf. Churches will set up groups for you. Existing groups will say, can you come in and talk to us? Schools would be glad to have somebody come in that says, I can give families some direction here. And that's really where you get into how do we put a holistic plan together knowing that paying for college is something that we've got to factor into your accumulation and ultimately distribution plan? And there's an incredible marketing opportunity there that is probably overlooked by a lot of people. 100%. And it, it's a total value add too. So there are not a lot of advisors that are helping out their clients with this type of thing. So it's just one more uh, aspect of an advisor's a business of an advisor's business that's going to differentiate them from everybody else out there. So yep. it's uh, it's it's 
like you said, it doesn't have to be some big program where you've got some third party, you know, out there helping you with it. You just need to have a good kind of solid foundation, a good base, know where your resources are. And uh, that's all you really need to do. Yeah, which we can help with. We've got some direction to give you on where to go for that, what things that we've put together, what I personally have used, what other advisors have used. The main thing is to remember anytime there's a change in something, it presents opportunities because there's confusion, right? And we talked a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago about the Secure Act 2.0, how one of the changes, a change for the good, is the flexibility that came with 529 plans. 529 plans obviously being what most families, couples think of when they think about planning for college. And unfortunately, they kind of get into this, well, we'll just contribute to a 529 plan and hope that that does something for us. The change with that would be an excellent marketing angle to come in and say, something's changed here that you need to know. This is something I can help with. So marketing doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It does have to be consistent. It does have to be on, you know, you've got to keep your marketing fresh. You've got to Think about from a client's perspective, they really want somebody that's going to help them holistically. So rather than zeroing in on one thing and saying, this is what I handle, this is what I do, I don't do these things over here, you'll need to go talk to somebody else. We really want to help our advisors focus on comprehensive and holistic planning, especially if we know they're going to be out there looking for this specific type of information. We want them coming to you. We want them out there digging around trying to piecemeal information from other sources. So if you want help with this, if you want to incorporate this into your marketing action plan for this year, email us. We give our email address every week. So you're probably sick of us hearing of it, telling you about it, but it's the advisor arena at gradientib.com. Gradientib.com. You can email Josh and I both there. Just let us know what you're looking for. You can say college planning info or whatever you want. We'll know what you're talking about. We'll get you all the info that you need to get started. We can set up a coaching call. Of course, you know, as always, we assume people know this, but we're not selling anything. This is something we do to support our advisors. So this isn't something where you call us and we're like, oh, this program costs just $9.95 today only. Nope. This is just another resource that we thought would be beneficial for our advisors. So call us. We'll hook you up. Anything else? Oh, that's a great show. Great to be on after a, again, victory, victory Monday. So we didn't acknowledge that Tony isn't here today. We could have given him a hard time that he's, you know, maybe super bold too hard, but I don't think that's it. I think he actually just has a cold. So we'll let him off the hook this time, but hope that he is back with us next week. We hope you guys are back with us next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, contact Josh or I if there's anything we can help with, and we will see you next time. Thank you.